welcome back to the show that is signing all of your frustrated superstars. It's Pro Grapplers! Introducing first, I am now with these men, meaning there are three of us, so we will fight the three of you. I am amazing, Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is hoping to finally rid us of these three women once and for all. He is Steve the Shin Kicker, Shinny. Wait, what? Why am I getting rid of women? Well, I, in this scenario, you're a woman. I just, you know, it, I couldn't add that into the intro because that just makes it more convoluted. So, you you are Io Shirai. Oh, yeah, I'm going to destroy a bunch of women. Yes, you are. I Possibly with other women, but we will get to that because we are going to be talking about the card for NXT TakeOver 25. That is happening uh, tonight if this podcast went up when it's supposed to. No promises. <laughs> <clears throat> Busy social life and whatnot. Uh, that's not true. I would just my my family sucks all time from my schedule. So we're also going to talk about Double or Nothing. Uh, we are definitely going to run down that show. Uh, actually, here at the top, we're going to do that first off because uh, it is uh, coming gone. The AEW has had their first official show. Um, it was a big one. It took place in Las Vegas, and I know we both watched it. Uh, I think you got to watch all of it. I watched everything but the. The buy-in, so I didn't see the Battle Royal, which I know a lot of people have said, oh. you know, that's, that's one of the best parts because it's where all the crazy stuff happens, and uh, I, I'll probably go back and watch that at some point, but I just, I, it was hard enough to watch all the rest of the wrestling <laughs> this week, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm finding that AEW is going to be a, uh, a challenge once they actually start their regular show up, but um, I'm, I'm sure you're glowing mostly over the Double or Nothing card, so what, what were your thoughts in general? I, it was amazing. I I had so much fun. I was happy the entire time I was watching it. It was so good. So good. And uh, yes, you need to go watch the buy-in because, uh, oh, man, it was so much fun. And I so I knew almost all the wrestlers. There were very few that I didn't know on the main card, but there were a lot that I didn't know in the buy-in, and so that was a lot of fun. That's where I got to see some some new people that I hope I get to see lots of. So it was great. Yeah, it's uh true to the their uh their not mission statement necessarily, but they they Cody the Young Bucks everybody involved has said you know this show's gonna be kind of what WCW used to be back in the day and maybe even WWE and like the Attitude Era, which was we're gonna have something for everyone. We're gonna try to at least, and everything we do is gonna be different. And so this match is not gonna be like that match. It's not gonna be like that match, and that's what we want. Because we want, by the end of the, I think they said, by the end of Double or Nothing, if you haven't seen something you liked, we don't think you like professional wrestling. Like, we've got literally something of everything, so enjoy all of this. I, and I, I, I almost agree with that. They had lots of different types of matches, but they didn't have a lot of different types of storytelling in those matches. Like, with within the realms of the matches themselves, there was a lot of different t- storytelling, but it was all limited to the wrestling. So, like, you're not going to get, uh, and I don't think they want this, and I think that's fine. You don't, you don't have to be all things for everyone. I'm just saying that they're not all things to everyone. You're not going to get, like, the high supernatural stuff like you would get from, like, a Lucha Underground or uh, uh, even TNA now is kind of going more that way. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of, uh, at least not at this point, the the big epic payoffs. I guess you did, actually, if you th- if. But it was all unspoken between Cody and uh, Goldust. So I disagree that they were all things for everyone, but I do agree that they had a lot of variety and had a lot of stuff for 
uh, lots of different types of wrestlers, and I do think that's going to be their strength. Not wrestlers, wrestling fans. Yeah, I mean, you can't please everybody, but you right. can have a, a great variety, and that's. I, I mean, I would not say that current WWE main roster product has that. Like they, uh, they are agreed. mainstream. They are trying to. I mean. We'll get to it later, possibly. I don't even know. At this point, I don't really care to. But Raw, I think for the first hour and like 20 minutes, only had... That That was how long it took to get to the first like real match. Everything else was talking and Shane McMahon beating up Roman Reigns' cousin, nephew. And that was maybe, I forget. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just... I, I've given up on that show being, you know, satisfying me. And if it does, I'm just like, oh, that's that's shocking. That's surprising. But I I, I was very satisfied by Double or Nothing overall. Uh, far more people that I didn't know uh, from anywhere probably than you, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, So who are you the, most uh, impressed with? That's what I'm really curious to hear. Um, Overall, the most impressed, I think, would be a toss-up for me between Cody Dustin and uh, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros. Okay, sorry, I meant of the of the people you didn't know. Who? Because I'm assuming you knew all of those people going in. Of the people. Oh God, you... that's I, I can't. I can't. That that will be this entire episode. That would be. That's the I, entire... I know. I don't want to talk about anything else. I only want to talk about this. So that's why I'm asking these questions. But I, I don't know any of them. Like I couldn't tell the difference between any of the Japanese women because they're all the exact same to me. Well, that's a different problem. That's not you being race. Uh, that's not you being wrestling ignorant. That's be, you being world ignorant that's i mean it's not it's not knowing who any of these women are and there's not really i mean obviously there are costumes and everything tell them tell a different story and aja kong is you know a a thing unto herself especially for jr i couldn't tell if he was terrified or smitten by her um (laughs) yes the entire time she's in the ring there you go so um yeah, I mean, I, a lot of these guys on the main on this main card, I knew or at least knew of. Um, the best friends were fun. I didn't know them really going into it. Uh, yeah, they were the only everybody... ones on the main roster that I didn't had no idea about going in. I somehow have completely missed the best friends. And then that match ends with uh, apparently guys are called Super Smash Brothers, who are obviously going to get different names because they didn't even talk about their names on that show. Oh crap! Uh, we haven't they... thought of new names yet. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, one, one of them looks like a leftover of the Viking experience. And they sit, one of the other guys sits on a throne of what I, what I saw is putties from, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Basically they form a throne for this guy to sit on. So apparently they're a lot of fun. I've listened to podcasts since that show, you know, talking about it and they're like, oh yeah, these guys are a lot of fun. Seen them at indie shows and, you know, they'll obviously get a new name if they stay on this roster and, uh, I mean, the big shocker of the evening was the very last thing. And apparently it was even a shock to JR. They didn't tell him so they could get an honest reaction out of him. But uh, former Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley, showing up to... Uh, I guess he didn't interrupt the match because the match ended with the Judas effect. Uh, John Jericho's version of the lightning fist. <laughs> I like to picture John Jer- Jericho and John Cena training together. Yeah. These convoluted moves that are going to like fell their opponents in one hit. I didn't like uh, that personally because yeah, it felt. I'm like, oh no, it's John. C- it's literally John Cena backwards. <laughs> well, it's also, but I mean, John Cena. What he does is like, it is a Jackie Chan movie for move from a movie, whereas Jericho's was MMA inspired. So I get you get that little flavor with it of like you know these experts saying in the video package, like, oh he hits that thing, man, his lights out. Like the spinning back fist is not something you can stop. It's like, okay, I, I they 
you know, built the entire match to that one moment when he does, he finally drops Omega and clearly Omega has been through a lot. I, 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 it's the hair, the fact that he dyes the hair like silver, but he looks so old by the end of that match. They both look like two old guys, like going just far too hard. But when he backdropped him through all, over the ropes, through that table and, uh, yeah, that that looked like when Omega was like just gonna start walking up the ramp, just be like, "Nope, never mind. I was wrong about this. AEW sucks. I'm leaving." <laughs> but yeah, uh, that that was a great match, and then seeing Moxley show up and screw them both, and especially Omega, who it seems like they'll be his first program, probably going into the fall when they start their show, because I think he's going to New Japan to wrestle some matches. I think he's gonna even have a title match there, like his first match with uh, Juice Robinson. I think is his name over there. Yeah, that's the the plan. Former, uh, what's his face from NXT? Um, so yeah, I I'm really jazzed for seeing this car, seeing these people again. Like I, I want to see. I, I I think that Fighter Fest is the first one that's coming up, but I don't know that that's being televised. I don't think it is. I'm I not sure actually. I think it's just a live event that you can you know go to and will be basically a. Uh, uh, pay-per-view type event but it won't be on tv i think I, I might be wrong about that but then they have fight for the fallen and also all out which i think is the last show before the tv uh, show starts so got plenty of places this summer to see all those folks and obviously they'll be working other dates other places too so yeah i overall i was really impressed with what uh cody and the bucks and omega and everybody else in the production put together i thought it was way above and beyond uh all in which all in felt like their their first draft like it felt like the the what we can do in the time we have with a you know much smaller budget and this felt like cl- closer to wcw in terms of uh yeah the production and style and i it, it does drive me nuts that everybody's like oh thank you so much for bringing back pyro it's great and i'm just like no like Pyro's not that great. Uh, you, you've you, you've fooled yourself into thinking it is. And the Pyro they had was just sad. Like when Omega, like, you know, they have the, his big entrance and he does the point at you and shoot. And when he does that, these little pew, 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 pew. <laughs> it's like sad kids because version of 4th of July. It's Jason, like, that's just, all just... we ever needed. No, it's not. It's not. Brock Lesnar uh, jumping up on the ropes and spooging out of the <laughs> turnbuckles. <laughs> is far better than whatever that was. But that, that that is a very small nitpick. It was just something I had to point out because... It, they were also good. in a casino. <laughs> yeah, there's also that. and so, uh, yeah. But no, no, yeah. That, I mean, it, 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 it was a little touch, but it was a direct, definitely a direct nod. There were a lot of direct nods of, hey, guess what we're doing? And that was definitely one of them, but I liked it. You mean like uh, uh, Cody breaking Triple H's throne? <laughs> <laughs> gonna be honest, totally marked out for that. <laughs> that was great. Smash uh, that stupid hokiest, chair. It was the hokiest thing. And then when they showed, it uh, was if, the, if you it, if you watch an episode of, I think it was on being the being the elite. Uh, they show like the rehearsal for it. It might have just been a, a backstage uh, AEW video, but uh, they show the rehearsal for it. And the rehearsal he did where he hit it like twice, it looked really good. Like it looked like he actually broke it. And then when they did it on the show, he hits it once, and it just smoke goes everywhere for no reason. <laughs> um. Yeah, it 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 was it, it was silly, but it was supposed to be kind of silly slash, you know, take this attitude era slash WWE, and then uh, Jericho when he you know harkens back to his old personas when he came down, 
uh, finally to the Jew or is it just Judas? I think that's the name of yeah, his song. Yeah, the song is just song. Judas. Yeah. Which I will it shamelessly admit is on my playlist. Uh, it's understandable. I I I want to say they used it for an NXT show. Maybe it wasn't NXT. It was something they used it in WWE too. And uh, I, I remember getting very tired of it then because they wouldn't stop talking about it. But yeah, uh, that that was fun to call back to his characters, his other personas before you know showing the current one. And I, overall, tons of fun with the card. Um, hats off to everybody involved, and I, I'm very excited to see where this goes. And uh, John Moxley showing up, especially, is I think that's already shaking up slash going to shake up things for WWE because uh, if you haven't listened to it yet there's an episode of Talk is Jericho that is dedicated solely to that it's called the the Emancipation of John Moxley and it's literally about him getting fed up with WWE and deciding to leave and feeling so good when he decided to let the leave finally and it it's it's quite the listen like if you haven't li- read the transcript or anything you, you need to because it gives a very good look into why like uh, when well, a lot of these promos and everything go wrong in WWE this gives you a perfect look into why and I, he gives examples and it's like oh my god that's yeah that's I remember that and that's exactly why that looked like it sucked because it did and he hated it and yeah if you haven't listened to that go listen to that that is a very eye-opening uh report and I guess he's free I, th- I think like a month after he left WWE he's free to you know, talk about whatever he wants to talk about, I guess. So he, he was able to just open up on everything. So highly, highly recommend that. Uh, yeah, final thoughts. To it, but, uh, uh, AW is the future and very much looking forward to it. I don't, I, I, I say that with like, Oh, it's going to liberate the world from the clutches of tyranny. It's not, it's just a different wrestling promotion. But what we need right now is a different wrestling promotion. And uh, it's time for WWE to decide if they're going to sink or swim. It, the ball's really entirely in their court. They have so many advantages in this rivalry, I put with air quotes. But uh, the ones, the disadvantages that they do have are the things that they keep leaning back on. And I think people are going to walk away. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, money is a very powerful thing. But... For a couple of years, we're going to have some very interesting st- stories being told outside the ring here, and I'm very excited to see where this all shakes out. I'm excited for wrestlers to have more freedom and have more control over their lives, and I'm excited for me to be able to see more Jungle Boy. Because, I don't it's know if you know this, Jason, one, but okay. he's the son of Charlie Sheen. Or not Charlie Sheen, Luke Perry. He's the son of Luke Perry. Yes, I did. I, I care if they said something about that or I, I knew it beforehand. But yeah, it, it's uh, sad. What more do you but, want um, out of life? It's not. I mean, I mean well, it's sad because his dad died. He's the son of Luke Perry. Yes, but there are lots of people whose dads are dead. <laughs> that, that is a great way to put it. Well, yeah, that's sad. But a lot of people's dads are dead. Let's no, move no, on. I'm just saying like, it's cool that he's Jungle Boy. And I like Jungle Boy. That's all I wanted to say. I Jungle Boy is another one who was completely new to me. Or he was like, yeah, he was, yeah. I had heard people talk about him, but I had never seen him wrestle, and I really was impressed. So That is one where I was watching on my iPad, and I turned it to my wife, and she paused whatever she was watching, and I was like, see this guy? His name is Jungle Boy. He is the actual son of Luke Perry. Okay, continue watching what you're watching. And she just looks at me <laughs> like, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, that's I told that's you wrestling, I'm watching man. the son of Luke Perry. 
yeah wrestling as a jungle boy what's what's not to get so we are like i said on the cusp of the next takeover takeover 25 is happening tonight that is takeover xxv uh they've also just called it takeover so i don't know if they're going with an actual title it's kind of weird but um a five match card like usual and the undisputed era is all over this thing like fertilizer um, I personally don't think they're going to win any of their matches, and I think that would be very funny to Ooh, see really? the Undisputed Hero once again fail at everything. Um, so we'll run down the card, and I've got my predictions here so I can tell you who I think is going to win everything. Uh, the first match listed is the one with, uh, I think it's the one with the least stakes. Yeah, it's the only one that's not a championship match, is Riddle and Strong. And this, this is, is because Matt Riddle won't get out of the Undisputed Era's business, and Roderick Strong is not doing anything else. <laughs> So this is the one of the highest stakes. If Roderick Strong doesn't win this, his friends won't like him anymore. I, I, it's personal, I, sure. Jason. It's personal. It's it's personal for Roderick Strong just because he's tired of losing. I. It, it was hilarious that they teased him turning against the Undisputed Era, and then he gets back on their good graces by bringing them Matt Riddle's bloody flip-flop. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Look what I got. What? so dumb and then they go you know the emts go check on matt riddle and then he shows up later on in the night to ready to fight and it's like well you obviously didn't do a very good job well, i mean it's roderick strong he's really bad at wrestling <laughs> no I, I disagree with that he is not bad at he, wrestling he, he, he is not but his character within the undisputed era he's he's the he's like ruby dog he's worthless he is the weakest link yes um I I actually think he'll win this match. I don't think Riddle. I, I actually now, given what we think might happen on Monday, Riddle will win. I'm a, I'm gonna change that. Riddle's gonna win. See, I still think I, I'm the opposite. I would say it's going to be uh, strong because of that, because this is going to be his farewell match, and you lose that, and there's a chance for Roderick Strong to be the only one who wins his match and then be able to lord that over everyone else and he takes over the Undisputed Era as the man who killed Matt Riddle. And he walks around in bloody flip-flops for the rest of his... Well, the rest of this program, which will last, like, I don't know, till the summer. But If Roderick Strong goes to the main roster and he does not go with the Undisputed Era, he will be in contention for the 24-7 title immediately. And that is not a good thing. Or he'll be hanging out the Usos block party. He he'll get Ty Dillinger's locker is what you, what's gonna happen. Oh, that's that that makes it sadder than anything I just said. <laughs> and that's Sorry. saying something. Sorry. Also, you mean Sean Spears? Well, they're not gonna change the name on his locker. <laughs> True. I guess if we're talking about lockers in kayfabe, yes, they would keep us saying Ty Dillinger. Actually, it would just say ten on it. It, yeah, would just, it doesn't have a name. It's just the number ten. Um, dream and breeze for the North American championship. I, I want to see breeze stay here. So I want him to win the title. I think if he loses, then he's just going right back up to wherever he was and playing games with Xavier Woods. But I, I want him to stick around. So I want him to win the title here. Uh, I, I actually agree. I think this is where he needs to be. So, uh, yeah, sorry, dream. You're, you're going to get deprettied. Is that what it's called? Uh, I think he uses Christian's move, which was the unprettier. Yeah, that's it. Unprettied. Yeah. But he also has the, the super or yeah, supermodel kick. And, uh, there's at least one other. He's got a few finishers. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I really hope that's where it's going because I, I want to see him stick around. I, I, and the way they're calling back to you know, a, a dream even saying, you know, you were, you were something here. Yeah, you were, you were the king of NXT, and then you left, and wow, you did absolutely nothing. Like you, your star fell so fast, and it really sucked for you, didn't it? Yeah, now you're back here to try and reclaim your glory, but sorry, the dream's already here, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So. Yeah, I, I, regardless, this is going to be the best Tyler Breeze match you've seen in quite some time. Since he came back and wrestled, <laughs> who was it he wrestled? He came back to NXT and wrestled somebody else. I can't remember who it was. And that that was probably the last good Tyler Breeze match you've seen, and this will be the next one. So, looking forward to that one. Um, the latter match for the vacant tag titles, we have... All of the tag teams in NXT, <laughs> which and and even Lorcan and Birch, which are kind of just floaters at this point, but not in the fact that they're turds, but the fact that they're all <laughs> over the place. Uh, Lorcan and Birch versus Street Profits versus Undisputed Era versus Forgotten Sons. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Well, I, I was originally going to say the Undisputed Era, but now that I've got my new Roderick Strong is the winner thing and it or, or oh no maybe it is them and then they all no because then one of them would be the impaired but they're kind of followers i don't know i think it's going to be street profits probably have the most behind them at the moment like the most fan liking the the fan the juice power of the fans i don't know the 12th man the set the third man the th- I live in Seattle, and the number twelve is everywhere because we like to cheer for things. Uh, screw it, it's gonna be a total uh, surprise. It's gonna be Oni Lorkin and uh, um, Danny Birch. Danny Birch, thank you. Couldn't think of his name. Uh, it, it, it will not be. It uh, there's no way it could be. I they're in this match to uh, just some high spots and some awesome, really high octane wrestling, but um. De- definitely i i could also see oni lurkin maybe or danny birch taking the the final fall off the ladder before you know somebody claims the gold but yeah they'll probably take it if, if you don't go undisputed era or profits here i i don't i don't see a winner past that like i and for me it has to be the profits because they are they've been due for at least a year if not longer and the fact that they kept it off of them i don't know i, I think an injury was involved there but also just I don't know. Let's tell this other story before we tell that one. I, I don't know, but they, they need those titles. Like they should be tag team champions before they leave NXT. And there's no better time than right now. Like the era, if you're going to have the era win all of their matches and all the gold that they are challenging for, then that's, that's a story. But I, I don't see them getting like one last glorious run in NXT before they leave or whatever happens to them next. So yeah, profits here. I I I'm done with the Forgotten Sons. Like all the guys involved in that group, n- none of them have anything special. They're not really that great together. Like I, I understand we don't have that many tag teams in NXT right now, and so there's not a whole lot going on. So we need them just for that reason. But I I am so done with them. I hate to say this, but the Forgotten Sons are NXT's aces and eights. I do know that reference. Good. I I don't really understand the, it. I don't know. What, I mean, imagine I know the, the blandest stable you can, and put was it a, a, a ray at the front of it? 
so there there was that and there was beer money beer money had rude in it i no, know beer money was all right okay but Bill, beer money was just wasn't a stable it was a tag team it was yeah it was rude and uh another brand yeah part. somebody that's Somebody that's in WWE because somebody said uh, several people have said you know why haven't they put them back together yet and I yeah regardless uh, we both are hoping the profits win here either profits or era definitely but I mean it's a ladder match in NXT and th- th- this is going to be insane Lorcan and Birch alone are going to make this insane and I truly hope Montez Ford does something very ill advised and very uh, high leaping off of a ladder that's really all I want to see out of this match. Baszler with all her friends who she has explicitly said are coming with her to this match to help her win (laughs) facing EO. She's facing EO Shirai for the title. Uh, Candice LeRae at the end of this week's episode of NXT has said, you know, I'll, I'll be your buddy, which, you know, wife of the flippy floppiest guy in the last two years of NXT. Do we think she would turn on her and like join, uh, Baszler and her stable horsewoman? I it's I I just don't see or, or she could just turn on her and she's going into business for herself. I don't know. I I I would love to see her help Shirai win and and Shirai finally you know gets the title off of her and we do something else with Baszler because I sure watching her come down and own every single woman in whatever match they're having or after every match that they're having has been fun, but it's time to do something else with them. And I you're not going to get the, her two stable mates up to the level that she's at. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. So if you want to move them up to the main roster together, sure. Just, I, I think Shirai's time is now. I, I, I could totally see that. Um, but I don't know. Shayna Baszler has become a beast. She's become everything that as, as good as Ronda Rousey was or is, I don't, I don't know which verb to use right now, but as good as that, as Ronda Rousey blank, Shayna Baszler better. Like Shayna Baszler is everything that should have should have been, and I could see them just making her uh, this monolithic champion that um, destroys many more women before they finally make my dreams come true and bring Oscar back, and Oscar destroys her. Oscar is happily in a tag team. Thank you very much, and challenging for the tag team titles at some point. So <laughs> yeah, I, I do. But... I I do think Oscar and Sane will show up here. I think, you know, her saying, you know, like, oh, you don't have any friends or whatever. And they show up just because, you know, that there's no other main roster stuff attached to this show. So why not just have the two of them show up and screw up uh, any plans that Baszler has involving her buddies? And, and you know, Baszler's shook and Shirai eats her alive. Okay, you convinced me. Like, that. now I'm happy for that. Like, that would make my night. That would be great. Uh, but no, I, I I think... I don't know. But the, the thing I look down, I don't see if not her... If not Yaoi Shirai, who on the roster right now, could dethrone Shayna Baszler. Like, I love Mia Yim, but I don't think Mia Yim's that caliber. Oh, no. I, no, she, she and Bel Air are still grasping for who gets the next shot, so... yeah. No. But even Anita, I don't think Belair's already lost it, and I don't see him. They haven't built her up to be a contender yet. They could. She's got the the possibility, but you could say that about any anyone good enough to be in NXT is good enough to challenge stuff if properly booked. Um, yeah, I, right now there's they're definitely rebuilding, and there's there's a lot of promise in the women's division, but there's nobody that I could see dethroning Baszler other than Shirai. So 
unless they really yeah. want uh, the image of Gargano and Larray holding uh, champions together, championships together. I could see that being an end goal because I like Candice Larray a lot too. So I like her. I just need to see her be herself. Like she she's had like a couple of matches recently where it was like, oh okay, well now I see you know what she can actually be on the women's roster by herself. But we need to see more of that before I would believe that in any capacity. So, and I mean, t- taking out Shirai and saying that my ch- my title shot is next, get out of line, then I, that that could work. But yeah, um, Gargano Cole for the title. Is Cole finally gonna? I, I could see the rest of the era coming up short and Cole still winning here because. I mean, honestly, there's going to be three of them. If they're not still pissed off about their matches from before, they could help him. And I, I, I don't, I, Gargano is such a weird one because, you know, they, the storylines they've had for him, they've had to abort in various ways. Hell, he went to the main roster with his buddy and then that got screwed up. So he went back down to NXT and it's, it's his journey is just so weird. It's, it makes it hard to predict, which is probably a good thing, but I I could definitely see him retaining here, and I can also see Cole finally winning, and I I don't know where Gargano would go from there, but Yeah, this is probably the hardest one to guess, because man, you could do anything with this. And they're both everything has like a lot going for it. You're like, oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. So mm-hmm. um and it, it's do I do I book with my heart or do I book with my uh, man crush on Adam Cole? I mean, he's amazing. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm sticking with my Roderick Strong. Is the is the new dog? Is the man? Is the dog now man or the man now dog? I don't know. But uh, Johnny Gargano is going to win. Now, now after your droopy dog. Uh, analogy to Roderick Strong. Now I can all, all I can picture is Roderick Strong as a dog. <laughs> You're the dog. That's the worst droopy dog ever. Anyway, um, yes. Let's go, Johnny Champion. All right. I I also have him retaining because I think it's time to move on with Adam Cole. And I I agree with you. I I think he is money. He is one of the best to come through NXT recently. He, he's got everything going for him and. Uh, He's the next uh, Shawn Michaels. He really is. And with Shawn Michaels actually there now and like teaching classes and helping out, uh, I have to wonder like what, how, how close their relationship is. Like, are they, are they like really buddy, buddy? Cause he's just like, dude, you're me. And I want to make sure you, they're either get best to the friends or they level. hate each other. I don't know. It's one of those two things. It's like, if you meet a clone version of you, you either fight or kiss. Like that's what they've got to be doing backstage, either fighting or kissing fighting or kissing that's not what i was thinking but sure um so that that breaks down our our uh, pay-per-view talk uh really briefly i just want to touch on main roster because uh boy was raw pretty bad and smackdown wasn't great either we're going we're all just building towards superstar or super showdown super showdown there you go yeah um the only thing i think i really liked 
on these the shows this week was uh so R Truth and Reigns have a match with Elias and McIntyre because Shane McMahon you know says so. And earlier in the night, Elias uh, is in the ring with R Truth, and you know he gets on his back, so Elias covers him and. The ref counts three, and okay, Elias is now the 24-7 champion. He's like, oh, well, I didn't expect that. This is great. And then uh, to reset the balance, Reigns then basically gives it back to R-Truth by the end of the night. And uh, I, I just thought that was a good moment of comeuppance. It was fun for Roman Reigns to get involved in it, and R-Truth is now back to being champion. He can run with it. I, I It was funny, uh, Drake Maverick on 205 Live is serious business I'm the manager. Uh, but then when R-Truth like walks by and then like starts running, <laughs> Drake Maverick just drops all pretense. And, pardon me for a moment. And just sprints after R-Truth. I, I didn't like this whole exchange because it literally, the whole uh, Roman Reigns giving R-Truth back the championship. Cause that just is coming right out and saying, this is an undercard championship and people as good as Roman Reigns don't want it. I mean, that's what it is. Like I know, it, but if it's you're gonna lie about that, then I, you're gonna be lying to yourself and the people. Lie to me. That's but the whole I, point of wrestling. I mean, you see who's running after around after this thing. I so get you, that. You, it, unless you're gonna have Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or somebody like that win it and you know hold it for a while, then and actually care about it, then yeah, that's that's not going to happen. It's gonna be EC3 winning it at a barbecue and then oops he gets uh, pinned by one of the good brothers and they become champion they take it over. it's just that that's what it is and that's what it's going to be so i i was fine with that that was like i said the only really enjoyable thing also learning that uh Br- bray wyatt's persona is apparently going to be called the the fiend he says he calls it the fiend and then he shows that he can limbo as Brendan Stroud points out, he lost limbo because he got down on his hands and feet. You can't do that in limbo. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, not how, you, that's not how you go into the limbo bar. Even if catatonic children are holding it. The best kind of children. I uh, sure. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Ricochet Cesaro. They're still running those two at each other. It feels just like, you know, people just, clacking their action figures together just willing this match into existence but i'm not gonna say no to this match ever because it's amazing four more of these and they become the new bar actually i was thinking that if they did did the let's just do a best of seven into SummerSlam and then make them the most amazing tag team you've ever seen and sheamus is just like sitting at home like yeah i'll take it i mean sheamus had a good run with with cesaro but his body has failed him and it's time to move on. But man, think about like what Seamus went through for so long with his back being the way it was, man's hard as nails. Oh, he is. Yeah. I, I, he deserves far more than he's gotten recently too. So, uh, uh, maybe we'll see a return for him someday. All right, we're going to get out of here, but first we have to talk about the Lesnar is apparently cashing in on Monday. Paul, Paul Heyman has said on Friday that he will be cashing in on Monday night. Raw Matt Riddle, Mr. I want to retire Brock Lesnar has also said, yo, good luck with that. See you on Monday. Do we, do we think Lesnar actually cashes in and do we think that it gets ruined by Matt Riddle and we go forward into the summer with a Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar card and oh my God, yes, please give it to me. Give me, give me, give me. That's if, if they want to compete with AEW for my interest, that's what they need to do is, is, is literally shed the old weight and all the old crap that they've been doing, which is embodied by Brock Lesnar and have it be defeated by the future, which is embodied by Matt Riddle. 
Yeah, because we know that Brock Lesnar uh, uh, with Goldberg and also with um, uh, there's somebody else he put over because he said I I care about that like I want to put somebody over like that's I I absolutely am for that. Um, clearly not, you know, all the time and I will show up every day to do it, but I, I could absolutely see him being like, I like this riddle kid. Like he, he is like, they're not bros necessarily behind the scenes, but he, he likes him. He's like his MMA background, everything. So he's like, I, I choose this guy to retire me slash be the, I'm going to put him over. And yeah, that would be awesome. And I, the, there, you have to pay it off. Like you can't just have Matt Riddle keep saying these things and not have that actually be something you're building towards on the back burner. Like that, that you've got to do that. Come on. I know I listened to the talk is Jericho episode. They don't have to be doing that because they're very, very bad at this, but occasionally they're very good at it. And this is one of those chances where they should be. Um, final thing. I do want to mention this because it's pointed directly at you because you had said that, uh, Walter, Eichner and Bartel should be ring kumpf. Yeah. And they are together, but they are now Imperium. That's actually probably a better name. <laughs> okay. In today's I'd, environment. I don't know if I was going to get that or your, yeah, your, your, yeah, that's, that's also true. That's a uh, less inflammatory. Yeah. I mean that, that name works on the Indies when people are a little more willing to be incensed for their art or for their, for the art like people are more willing to, to put up with stuff like that in, in in wwe imperium's a good name yeah so uh i had to listen to it a couple the of imperium times I heard experience it. oh god the, 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 the european experience it's probably what they originally went we're gonna go with but no the imperium is is way better than it could be so i'm fine with it yeah, so that, that's what I was talking about at the top of the show. They are going to fight uh, British Strong Style, which is Mustache Mountain, plus Pete Dunne, and that's going to be in two weeks on NXT UK, so you don't want to miss that episode. Uh, that uh, I hope that entire episode is just that match. Yeah, because... that, that could last for an hour, and I would be happy. Absolutely. This, thankfully, does not last an hour. We respect your time. This one went a little long. I apologize. But that's it for this episode of Pro Grapplers. We thank you for listening. If you like this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. You can subscribe. It should be very easy. Just leave a review if you're while you're there, if that's possible. And if you like this show, you can listen to our voices on a couple of other podcasts. You can listen to us on Digital Strips. We talk about the new and hottest webcomics of today. A little bit of webcomics news peppered in there. And we also have Today I Learned Nothing, which is where we run down our lives in comic fashion. Every time, we promise, it'll be funny. You can follow us on Twitter, at PGrapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. And I individually am at Idahobo. And we'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I am amazing Jason Sigler. I am Steve the Shinkakushini. We're once again just happy that wrestling's on tonight, here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers. <laughs>